When I go to schools to talk about my picture books, the question I get asked the most often by children and teachers is, what inspired you to write your books? Another way of saying that is, where do you get your ideas from? Well, supposing I were to ask you the same question, where do you get your ideas from? How would you answer that? Hello everyone, I'm Kathleen Pelly. Welcome to Journey with Story. Today's episode is an encore one about an inventor called Hector McGregor and how he comes up with his ideas for all his inventions. It's one of my own published picture books called Inventor McGregor and I think you'll find it's the perfect way to end this month of February where we just celebrated Valentine's Day And we're thinking about all the people and things we love in this life. Because this story reminds us that all of us really get ideas, our inspiration, from the same place. From everything we love in life. Let's take an encore journey with Inventor McGregor. Written by me and published by Farrar, Strauss and Chiro. Hector McGregor lived in a higgledy-piggledy house with a cheery wife, five children and a hen called Hattie. Mendit McGregor, everyone called him, because he could mend most anything that needed mending, they said, from fishing rods and fairy wands to top hats and rubber ducks. Day after day, people brought him their squeaky skates, squiggly spoons, wobbly wagons, tangled kites, knotted yo-yos, headless dolls and footless soldiers. With a blob of glue or a squirt of oil, with a tap of his hammer or a shimmy here and a shimmy there, Hector MacGregor mended whatever needed mending and sent everyone on their way with a skip, a hop and a hum. In between his gluing and oiling and hammering, Hector McGregor liked to stroll down the winding lane at the back of his house, where the bluebells grow and the smell of wet heather lingered long and sweet. There he sang a snippet of a song, or twirled a whirl of a fling, or sometimes he pulled out his palette and his easel to paint a picture. Then back to his mending he went with a heart that was both happy and full. And every night before the shades were drawn, Hector MacGregor nestled his fiddle beneath his chin and played a rousing reel or a sweeping strathspey, while all around the house, from pantry to parlour, his cheery wife, five children, and his hen called Hattie whirled and whooshed and whished. One day, Angus the postman stopped by to have his bag patched. That wee scoundrel of a Scotty down Loopy Lane has torn my bag to tatters again, he grumbled. Ah, dear me, said Hector MacGregor. We need to stop that scallywag. Leave it to me, I'll think of something. The next day, Hector MacGregor handed Angus a shiny new bag covered with all sorts of buttons, dangling cords and flapping flaps. What's this? "'asked Angus. "'It's a barking bag,' said Hector MacGregor. "'Whenever you see that Scotty, just push this button, flip this flap, "'and it'll set off a barking noise as loud as a hundred wolfhounds.' "'With his new bag slung over his shoulder, "'Angus the postman went on his way. 
By the end of the day, the whole town had heard the story of how the barking bag had sent that Scotty fleeing with his tail between his legs. Now everyone wanted Hector McGregor to concoct some thingamabob or thingamajig to make their world a little better or brighter. When Mrs Mackay complained about her boys who doddled and dilly-dallied all the way to school, Hector McGregor invented a pair of detachable monkey tails so they could swing and swoop and swish through the treetops all the way to school. To lighten the children's school bags, Hector McGregor invented a paper pump that blew up their books with helium. Now off to school they sauntered with their books, bobbing and dancing above them like a bunch of bobbing balloons. For Mrs McIver, who had triplets and a husband at sea, Hector McGregor pieced together some helping hands that she could strap to her shoulder. Every morning, with a flick of a switch, off it went, wiping noses, zipping zippers, tying laces and holding hands. For Jeanie Campbell, who always slept through his alarm clock, Hector McGregor invented an alarm bed that popped his head from the pillow like a jack from his box. And for wee Willie Beatty, the smallest boy in his class, Hector McGregor cobbled a pair of bouncing boots so that he could see over walls and fences and heads. Inventor McGregor, everyone called him now, because he could invent most anything that needed inventing, they said. And in between his inventing, Hector McGregor still strolled down the winding lane at the back of his house where the bluebells grow and the smell of wet heather lingered long and sweet. There he sang his snippet of a song, painted his picture, or twirled a whirl of a fling. One day, the president of the Royal Society of Inventors, Nigel Withers, paid Hector McGregor a visit. Congratulations, Mr McGregor! He said, we are so impressed with all your inventions that we want you to become a member of our society. We want you to start working for us immediately in your very own laboratory in the city. Why, thank you, said Hector McGregor, but I don't think I'll need a laboratory. You see, I like working here where I can sing and paint and... Oh, no, 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 protested Mr Withers. Real inventors don't have time for all that nonsense. They invent... That's all. Just imagine how many more gadgets and gizmos you'll be able to invent with a clear head and no distractions. Hector McGregor scratched his chin. Hmm, he said, maybe you're right. And the next week, Hector McGregor set off to work in the city in his very own laboratory. Mr Withers gave him a long white coat and a badge that read, Inventor McGregor. Outside his door hung a sign with the words, Quiet, Inventor, Inventing. All day, Hector McGregor sat at his desk in the laboratory, thinking about what to invent. He thought, and he thought, and he thought. So long did he think that by the time he arrived home at night, all his children were sound asleep in bed, and his cheery wife sat dozing by the fire with Hattie the hen in her lap. The next day was no different, nor the next, nor the one after that. Day after day, week after week, Hector McGregor sat at his desk in the laboratory, staring out the window at the toy shop across the street. He thought and he thought and he thought. But no matter how long or how hard he thought, no ideas came to him. 
soon people stopped calling him Inventor McGregor. Whenever he walked on the street, the people whispered to one another, Shh, it's sad. A mistake. He's not a real inventor. Hector McGregor hung his head in shame. Whenever Mr. Withers popped his head around the door of the laboratory, Hector McGregor saw the frown in his eyes, and again he hung his head in shame. Oh, maybe I'm not a real inventor after all, he thought. Maybe I should give back my badge and my coat and my laboratory. But as he was thinking this thought, he noticed some painters painting the toy shop across the road. Suddenly, an urge tickled down his arms and into his fingertips. Up he bolted, out the door he flew, across the street he dashed. Quick, quick, he cried to the painters. I need to borrow your brushes and paint. Huh? Bewildered and befuddled, the men handed them over. Back to the laboratory raced Hector McGregor with the paint pots dangling from his arms. Clutching a paintbrush in each hand, he began to slosh and swish the paint across the laboratory wall. Splish! Splash! Splosh! First, he painted a picture of his cheery wife sitting beneath the plum tree at the side of his house. Next, he painted a picture of his five children paddling in the pond by the front gate. Finally, he painted a picture of his hen, Hattie, pecking her cordon at the bottom of the winding lane. Then he threw down his brushes and beamed at all the faces he loved, splashed across the wall. With a hoot and a holler, he dashed out the door and flew down the street. Where are you going? Mr. Withers called after him. Home, cried Hector McGregor. Home to my happy, happy home. Back at his higgledy-piggledy house, Hector McGregor kissed his cheery wife, his five children, and his hen called Hattie. He strolled on the winding lane at the back of his house, where the bluebells grew and the smell of wet heather lingered long and sweet. There he sang a snippet of a song. He twirled a whirl of a fling, and he painted a picture of a marmalade cat curled up in a patch of sunlight. Then back to his inventing he went with a heart that was happy and full. Week after week, one more incredible invention after another spilled out of him. Peppermint pencils, doggy wellingtons, jelly bean erasers, tartan grass, mufflers to warm noses, and books that glowed in the dark. Inventor McGregor, everyone called him again, because he could invent most anything that needed inventing, they said, just as long as... He could sing and paint and fiddle and fling and love all that he had to love. And every night before the shades were drawn, Inventor McGregor nestled his fiddle beneath his chin and he played a rousing reel or a sweeping Strathspey. While all around the house, from pantry to parlour, his cheery wife, five children and his hen called Hattie whirled and whooshed and whished. Well, Hector McGregor was really a very jolly fellow, wasn't he? A wonderful author by the name of E.B. White, who wrote, among many other books, Charlotte's Web, once said, All I want to say in books, all I ever wanted to say is, I love the world. Isn't that marvellous? Most of us storytellers and children's authors, you know, believe the same thing. 
we usually are writing and telling stories about things that we love in the world. Here's hoping that all of you find something wonderful to love about our world today. And don't forget to send us your drawings at www.journeywithstory.com Just go to the contact page and download them there. Cheerio then. Join me next time for Journey with Story. Music and post-production was by Colette Jonas.